Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me in taking this step heavenwards to live the truth in love. This is Father Stanislaw, and uh, I pray that the word this weekend, this week, will encourage you to take a look at how you live your life and the steps you need to take to stir up this wonderful gift within you. Let's open our hearts and our minds to receive the word of God, and we pray. Let us pray. Almighty and living God, who in the abundance of your kindness surpass the merits and desires of those who entreat you, pour out your mercy upon us to pardon what conscience dreads and to give what prayer does not dare to ask. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant, who has just come in from plowing and tending sheep in the field, come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, prepare something for me to eat? Put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I'm finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. The Gospel of the Lord. As a Christian community, we continue, we take another step in our discipleship, and of course we are getting closer and closer to the end of this liturgical year, and the readings will be more and more intense, and they will invite us to take a look at how this year has been for us, um, the, eight, the parts of our lives where, that have grown, the parts of our lives that now have grown, and we want to ask ourselves why certain things happen and others didn't. So there is a, a level of intensity, and it's proper because every time we close a year, we want to make an inventory, so we make sure we can plan ahead, and we, um, as we start a new year in Advent, we fix the course. It's a, it's a healthy thing, and we're going to do it together as a community. So. Now, the Word invites us to reflect on a very interesting um, phrase that comes from the first reading, a phrase that has created an incredible amount of discussion within the churches. And the phrase is, the just shall live by faith. 
Well, okay. What does that mean? First of all, we immediately see that life and faith are somehow connected, and they ought to be. And when we say life, we are talking about everyday life, okay? From morning to evening, every single day, that kind of stuff. We're not just talking about the mystery of life, something too philosophical. Um, faith and life are connected, and faith and life intersect in a very spe uh, special and specific moment of our life. And we can find our faith lived out and our life filled up with faith by the way in which we relate to one another and to the people out there. We can evaluate our life and we can evaluate our faith by taking a look at our relationships. Okay? That shouldn't be a surprise to us. We, the gospel has been building up. And as a matter of fact, I hope I won't spoil you the final example, but when we, we will talk about, in the, in the readings, when we talk about the end of the world and what it will be on the final exam, we will see that the question that is on our final exam, when we will see God face to face, that's the final exam I'm talking about, okay? Uh, when we'll see uh, God face to face, there will be only one question. And this question comes from how have we lived our faith in our relationships? Listen, by myself, I'm the best Christian ever. Then I wake up in the morning and I start relating to people and that's when my faith really has to come through. Do you understand what I'm saying? That has to be, we can say whatever we want that we believe in it, but unless it's tested in our relationships, we still have a long way to go. Now, why am I doing this? You see, the disciples asked Jesus, increase our faith. What caused them to say, to make that request? Well, Jesus just told them that if somebody wrongs you, you have to forgive that person 70 times. And they realized that the apostle, they, they realized, oh, this requires, it's more difficult than we thought. So they asked, increase our faith. Now, obviously they have misunderstood faith because they are asking for an increment of faith. But faith is not a quantity-based good, okay? Now, this is the good news. Are you ready? This is the good news. Each one of us has received the full amount of faith. This is good news, right? What does it mean? It means it's not like, for example, I have five units of faith. Um, Father Carlos has 10. Um, Mother Teresa Calcutta had 20, you know. It's not at all like this. We all got, at baptism, the same amount of faith, hope, and love. And we got them to the brim. So, it's not, that is not the point. What needs to increase is the way we respond to faith. Okay? That needs to increase. That, that's something that we need to look at. Now, why am I saying this? Because faith, first of all, when we say the word faith, we have to understand that it, it, it really, basically, on a basic meaning, uh, 
it refers to a feeling of trust. I trust that God means what he says, and he has the power to do what he says. Are you with me? Faith means that I trust that God means it. Okay? When God says, when the word of God says, God so loved the world, it really means God loved the world. Okay? Sometimes we, I know we grow up with this, some restrictions may apply. That's too good to be true. And it's not. Okay? So, first step, do we believe that really God can do what he says? Now, let's be honest. This faith, this response to God has to increase, but it has to be part of what we do. Now, imagine this. I know the days are changing. It's becoming, it's getting chillier and colder. After all, it's fall, so it's proper. But imagine you are in your house and you have a stove and you have, to, you have a fireplace and um, the fire is beautiful, everything is great and cozy, right? Now, how many of you really expect that fire to be going without you taking care of the fire? If you don't put more logs in there, if you don't clean it up, if you don't poke the fire, do you think that fire will keep on going? Now, it's a metaphor. I know some of you have the gas ones. That's, ha-ha, surprise, I got But it's not the point. The point is that we have to make sure that we put wood on the fire and get that fire going. Whose responsibility is it? You can pray all you want, but God has given us that responsibility. He will help us understand how the fire works. But who's going to take the log and put it in there? has to be us. So we must understand that we play a role in the way we respond to it. And if up to now we only responded up to 5 or up to 10 and we have to go to 100, we have to come up with a plan. What am I going to do so that my life of faith will be cleaned up a little and then I will nurture the fire going? This is something that St. Paul is telling Timothy. He says, you have to stir up the gift that you received. You know, you have the fire you know, going, and then you have to poke it sometimes. You have to stir it up. You know, you put stuff in your coffee or tea, whatever, you have to stir it up, otherwise it doesn't go there. And it's the same with us in our faith, in our life of faith. Now, let's be honest, we cannot expect that our life, you know, starts showing up our faith and we are, all the, re the relationships are going to go great and everything is going to be great only basing on the little prayer that we say in the morning, if we remember. And we cannot expect that the Word of God, if we listen in the morning on a Sunday, is going to be strong enough to cover the entire week. There is too much noise out there. There are too many contradicting voices. What are we going to do to maintain our awareness that God has given us the gift to respond to Him? We have to start looking at our daily life, start looking at our week, and plan it out. Where am I going to put times for prayer? If we have not grown in faith, 
it's very likely because we have not nurtured the life of faith. Now, we got today a very good news. I know probably you paid attention, and I wanted to jump from, from the chair and do the, the, the wave or the, the happy dance or whatever. Did we hear what Paul said to Timothy? God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us the spirit of power and the spirit of love and the spirit of self-control. Now, when we hear the word self-control, we always feel it in the negative, right? That my behavior is restricted. But self-control also means don't do this, but do that. Jesus is telling his disciples, if you have faith, if you trust God that what God had told you is real and you act on it, your faith will be so powerful, even though it's little, to uproot a mulberry tree. Now, back then, at the time of Jesus, they had major problems with mulberry trees. I never, I don't know how they work, but apparently, I googled it. But apparently, their root system is, goes so deep that they did not have the technology to uproot it. So it was something impossible to do. And Jesus is saying, you use the gift of faith because you got it, and just by saying it, what does it mean for us today? It means that if we have been struggling with something that is really deep in us, a sin that we have been carrying it on for decades, a bad relationship, grudges, or whatever, faith would help us to uproot the most insidious, the most difficult thing ever. Why? What did Paul say to Timothy? God has given us a spirit of weakness? No, a spirit of power. A spirit of power. The word for power in Greek, the root word is dynamo. It's like the dynamite. Okay? So that's the amount of power that is in us because of that gift of faith. But I want to do something for you. Ready? I want you to put your hand on your heart and say, I will not forget. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but he has given me a spirit of power, love, and self-control. Amen. All right, you said you won't forget. So when you go out there and you feel defeated, what you're going to do? You rely by faith on the fact that God has given you a spirit of power. Let's act on that. But we have to get that fire going. And how we do it? It's by stirring, by poking. We cannot let it just happen like this. You're struggling with a mulberry tree? Well, let's deal with the mulberry tree. There's only one way, faith. Use that gift. Awesome. Christian life is annoyingly simple. We messed it up. We complicate it. But if we listen to what Jesus has to say, tells us our life will go as God meant us to experience it. But so what is it getting in the way? What is it that we are still experiencing difficulties with? Why? What is impeding you to stir up the flame? Yes, there's a lot going on. 
Yes, we are really going through a time of darkness, but you understand that in the end, situations, environments, even people that we look up to cannot take away the gift that God has given us. We still have it because God is faithful. And we want to make sure that we reprioritize our journey. And hopefully, this week we will take some time and say, hey, what am I going to do this year? What is the one thing that I'm going to do so that the fire will keep on going? And I will say, Newark, Delaware, watch out. Because here we come with a heart full of fire, fire from above. We will be able to witness to people that God's love changes everything. But where do we find this fire? The intersections in our relationship. It is by the, the way and in the way we love each other and we love the world that the fire of God will continue to go. That's a big challenge for me. I hope that you will join me in the challenge and together we will continue to say yes to the will of God and find out what it really means to be transformed by his love and become aware that he made us his children, members of his household, and we are willing to carry this beautiful gift to all the people we encounter. And I hope that you will be able to join me next time as we continue to journey towards the end of this liturgical year, but most especially closer and closer to the Father. Remember, I will be praying for all of you who listen to the podcast, and I hope you will be able to say a prayer for me. I wish you well, and I'll talk to you next time. God bless. Bye-bye.